This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. America's diverse population has helped make our country great. And diversity can also make companies more profitable. Diversity is not just about women, people of color, people that are disabled. Diversity is about everyone. Then... Countless people spend time and money seeking personal finance advice. But how reliable is that advice? Less than 1% of people, and that includes professional money managers, have the ability to, you're in and you're out, beat the markup. A lot of the advice out there, frankly, is not very good. And we don't have an ability to judge it ourselves. Those two stories, and much more, are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stick around. Our show will begin right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Our country's diverse population helps make our nation strong. But our next guest says the very same factor can help businesses be more profitable. With the story... Here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Anise Wiley-Little. She's an expert in diversity in the workplace, a former corporate chief diversity officer, and she's written a book called Profitable Diversity, How Economic Inclusion Can Lead to Success. Let's start with kind of a broad picture. How is corporate America doing in terms of diversity in the workplace? I believe that the workplace is really struggling I really believe that corporate is going backwards. Diversity many years ago started off as something called pluralism in the 80s, and it was about bringing people to the workplace. They've done a good job at that, but they really haven't done a good job of leveraging the skills that the diverse employees bring to the workplace. The subtitle in your book mentions the term economic inclusion. Can you give us just an example of what exactly that means? Absolutely. I'm talking about not just bringing the talent to the work, but really utilizing, fully utilizing that talent to the success of the business and the individual. I'm a passionate believer in the vital importance of diversity as a driver of top-line growth. Part of that is economic inclusion. Often we talk about bringing diverse talent to the table and having them included. So it's okay to recruit people and to have them within your organization. But if you don't understand what you're going to do with that talent to really leverage them to ensure that they bring the profit to your organization, then you're really not getting the true economic inclusion that you need for the success of your business or your nonprofit or your community organization. That's something that's actually rather difficult for a manager or a CEO to quantify the value of diversity in terms of profits, isn't it? You know, we might say that it's difficult, but if you equate diversity and think about it in measuring the way that you would measure any other business process and really apply the same principles and rigor, it's not difficult. Oftentimes, companies will only take the quantitative approach to utilizing diversity in their employee base. You know, they'll recruit a wide variety of employees. And yes, that's a necessary first step, but it's really about taking the next step that's most important. And it's about purposely creating work group dynamics for the intentional purpose of creating innovation, creativity, problem solving, 
And that's where you get the full profitability of utilizing diversity and, and how that can really come to bear. It's very different for each and every organization. You have to understand what your goals are for your organization and think about how is it that I can utilize diversity to reach the goals that I already have in place. And if you think about it that way, measurement becomes very simple because you're measuring the same goals that you had in place in the first place. And you're just saying, how could diversity enhance those goals? You devote a chapter specifically to men's role in diversity. Can you talk just a bit about the importance of men getting with the program? It's important for men to think about their own role in diversity because Diversity is not just about women, people of color, people that are disabled. Diversity is about everyone, and it's about making sure that everyone's voice is heard. Before, we used to talk about the melting pot. Well, you know, no one wants to be in that melting pot anymore. Everyone wants to be individual. And when you look at the challenges that men are facing today, they take a greater role in the home. You have many more dual-income families, and men have to pay attention to what's happening in the workplace. Diversity has a component in it that's called work-life, and that looks different for everyone. And men have to make sure that they're getting out of their organizations what they need when it comes to work-life so that they can have the appropriate balance because if they have a spouse that's working, if they have children that they're caring for and they're single father, that becomes vitally important for them. But also, it's important because even with the changing role of men, they still hold the key to the C-suite. And men are the ones that are still making decisions for women and people of color and how they're sponsored or how they're mentored and how they progress within organizations. Our guest on InfoTrack is Anise Wiley-Little. She's an expert in diversity in the workplace and the author of a book called Profitable Diversity, How Economic Inclusion Can Lead to Success. Anise, I think there are some managers who at least think they're committed to diversity, but they have a tough time connecting with potential job applicants, and they end up thinking, well, we can't find qualified minority candidates. What kind of advice can you offer them? You know, I have heard that many, many times, and it's because of your mindset. Oftentimes, we will hire within our own image, and that's regardless of what our image is. And when you look at recruiting, you have to go to the places that are not always comfortable for you, that are not always the places that you're used to going. And you have to really get outside of your comfort zone, and you have to make sure that you're going to the places where you can truly find qualified women or people of color, because if not, you'll just bring in people like yourself. And you have to ask yourself, why is it that the company down the street can have such a diverse workforce and their demographics around them, they're in the same city. They look just like mine. So that tells you that people are out there. You have to be attractive to that individual as well. So you have to make sure that you're building an environment that people want to come and work for you. And that means not only are you bringing people of color or women or disabled individuals into your workplace, but they're growing and thriving within your organization. And that people that you do recruit, they can see that they can look to the top of the organization and see people that are just like themselves. 
On the other side of the equation, what would you say to someone who's looking for work who maybe believes they can fulfill a need for diversity in a company? How do they tap into that? It's really about presenting the skills that they have because it's very challenging for someone to come to an organization and to say, hire me because I'm a woman. That might get you in the door, but it doesn't ultimately make you successful. So people are selling the skills that they bring to the table, their education, their work experience, and that really looks no different than anyone else. However, when you begin to delve into women, people of color, even white men, if a company has a particular marketplace that they're trying to tap into, having a diverse set of employees gives them the opportunity to quicker tap into that marketplace. For example, if you have a product that you're trying to sell to a particular community and there is either language barrier or a cultural barrier, you may have employees that may be able to tap into that quicker if they are more like that community. And that's why there's value in employee network groups. And they're sometimes called employee business resource groups. And those are groups of individuals that look like the communities that a company is trying to serve. And they really work on business processes and understand what's happening in that community. And they give valuable feedback to the company so the company can better understand what the needs are of that community to really shorten the cycle time for getting their product or service to that particular community. If you were going to highlight one of the one or two biggest obstacles to diversity in the workplace today, what would they be? Education and understanding. Diversity is an opportunity to grow relationships, to build greater communications, to further communities, and to grow your business. If they would look at it that way versus it looking like a barrier, I think that would make a huge difference to the success of diversity in not just the workplace, but also in our communities and in our everyday life. Anise Wiley-Little, the author of the book Profitable Diversity, How Economic Inclusion Can Lead to Success. Anise, do you have a website? I do, ProfitableDiversity.com. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, is most personal finance advice all wrong? We'll have an eye-opening interview you'll want to hear coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead.